0: Hey guys, and thank you for finding your way to Morgellons Discussion, the podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Murphy, and this show is about Morgellons facts. Uh, That is to say, what has been able to be demonstrated uh, for scientific purposes. So, if you hear me saying something about Morgellons disease on this show, it's got to be coming from the scientific world. It has been published in a prestigious journal And the science, the experiments that went into producing that data are repeatable. So if you're looking for factual information about the Morgellons disease condition, welcome to our show. Hey, what's up, Morgies and Morguts? It's your boy, Jeremy. And today, we're going to talk about chronic syphilis. Saw a study that came out a couple years ago, but I didn't pay it any attention because I was wrapped up in the Lyme disease. And uh, everybody was talking about what a shit piece study it was, and so I just never looked at it. (laughs) But I took another look at it today. And it says right there that if syphilis is allowed to run rampant beyond appropriate treatment, then it can become a chronic affliction. And it says it right there in the paper. So I can understand why people in the Lyme disease community were pretty upset <clears throat> at the notion of the potential that syphilis can be chronic. And Let me just say this, okay? Syphilis ain't no joke, okay. Uh, and by the way, I don't have any evidence that I have it. Uh, when I say I may have been exposed to it, I you know, it's possible that my dad had it, maybe I was born with it. I just don't know, and I have a lot of reasons to believe that or think that rather because I try to think more than believe, but uh. You don't often think about Lyme disease rotting your face off, right? But when you think about syphilis, that's kind of the first thing that comes to mind, isn't it? So it seems to me, I don't know. If the numbers are telling us that there are four times as many syphilis patients out there than Lyme patients, okay, and it's definitely not a race. But I think that a lot more attention should be given towards education, because I had no idea, I had no idea that that syphilis could still be a problem, <clears throat> and I didn't realize that the tests for syphilis were also kind of insensitive, uh, especially in regards to the initial infection stage and the late tertiary stage is when the syphilis testing, serologic testing, of course, will produce a, most likely, a false negative. Meaning the test says it doesn't look like your immune response is showing that you have an active infection, but they're not going in and doing the biopsy and then culturing that bacteria, which we can do now, by the way. We do have a culture method for syphilis. And that, as far as I understand, is cool with the CDC. So I think we ought to put that in the doctor's office. And, you know, since you can get syphilis by oral sex, even, I think it's important to do, to test people for it. Especially since, you know, like I was talking about yesterday, the Chinese man who infected his entire family with, by letting his kid, his son, his middle-aged son, use his razor blade. <clears throat> it's so easy to get and that grandpa the initial primary guy yeah he, he was going off to brothels by the way uh, but he was asymptomatic where his wife grandma had all sorts of skin issues she had the plaques, she had sores uh, she had stuff on her trunk uh, I mean she had syphilis obviously grandpa was asymptomatic they, they couldn't even tell until the rest of the family started going downhill. And if they can do that with just the razor blade, man, that's a pretty easy to catch disease. And I think it deserves a lot more attention than it's getting. And what I'm afraid of, what I'm concerned about, because I'm not really afraid about it. I'm just concerned that a lot of people are going to... Have syphilis, but think that it's Lyme disease because of all these industries that are built up around Lyme disease. Yeah, Lyme disease is a serious issue and it's not taken seriously enough, but it's not the answer when the doctor can't figure out your problems automatically. It shouldn't automatically go back to Lyme. It should automatically go back to the great imitator, syphilis. Because syphilis, more often than not, mimics Lyme on serologic screens. So, and that may be enough for a doctor to diagnose Lyme disease. You know, oh, your your CDC two-tiered standard test came back positive, you've got Lyme disease. But that same result could potentially elicit a syphilis infection. I think more easily, though, it can elicit a uh, Uh, Epstein-Barr virus infection. I'm not sure how that works, and I would like to take a little bit more time to research that subject at some point or the other. But I do think that there's way too much focus on Lyme disease, especially trying to make it out to be some kind of uh, super bug, you know? It, It does do some nasty things, but it won't rot your face off. Syphilis will rot your face off. Right. All right, guys. This is going to be a short episode because I got to do the cat sitting, but uh, we'll catch up with you after a while. Be safe and be careful out there.